0: Shop now, in store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds. From Raycon, Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great; they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time buyraycon.com slash iHeart.
1: My next guest, he's here, live in studio. I tell you, last time he was in studio with me was in uh, Los Angeles. Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, this guy stayed busy anyway. uh, He's appeared in more than 100 movies beginning in the 1980s. The credits include Minutes to Society, Dead Presidents, Why Do Foods Fall in Love, Rush Hour, Next Friday. Woo! And I've been loving him recently because he 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 died maybe three times in one of my favorite series on CW called Black Lightning. Please welcome to the show, Clifton Powell.
2: Good to be here. How you doing?
1: Hey, man. Clifton, how you doing, man? I'm,
2: I'm good. You
1: know. uh, first of all, I'm happy you came by. We're talking about the movie. I just hung up with uh, with uh, uh, Carl Carl Payne in regards to misguided behavior, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you play a dominant role in there, a uh, many roles. First of all, let's talk about your career
2: a little bit, man. You're busy, bro. You're a working
1: actor. You know that's what people strive for in Hollywood.
2: A working actor. Yeah, I want to be a football player. So I'm, you know, I'm still kind of like blessed that, that I've had such a long career. I. I really, I really just really want to be a football player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my nephew's a sportscaster, James Brown. You know, J.B.? Absolutely. So Absolutely, J.B. was a basketball star in D.C. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, I ended up going to the math and trying to play basketball, but I, and I played a little bit of football.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: I grew up in the hood. You know, it was before you went to training and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so, I didn't get the, you know, get the kind of support, you know, because I was really fast and I was good. And I, so, after football, I really had no desire to be anything other I was going to be a bus driver. So I come out of the hood and I, you know, I didn't football I, bus drive. Well, I couldn't, I didn't play football, so <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I was going to be a bus driver because somebody told me bus drivers made $6 and 50 cents an hour there back in go. 1971. So there you like, go. There you go. And so, you know, um, then I, you know, God had another plan. And so, mm-hmm. you know, once I got into it, I was, I tell all the students that, you know, I was the worst actor in my program and I had to work harder than anybody else. And, um, I had a little bit of tragedy. My dad had a nervous breakdown and they were going to had to drop out of the program. And Mm -hmm. they decided, you know, even though I was a a, a little bit of a knucklehead when I got there, because I I wouldn't wear my leotards and tights. Debbie Mm -hmm. Allen was my dance teacher. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, you know, one of the teachers, God rest his soul, Charles Brown, who's a fabulous actor, uh, came to me. He said, man, you got to put your leotards and tights on. You're scaring everybody. You're a little little rough around here, a little edgy. And so finally I put my tights on and then I stayed in the program. And then, you know, I went to Emerson and then I got to New York, I think in uh, 79 and mm-hmm. Sam and Denzel and all those guys were there. And I just knew that, that if I kept myself together mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think any of us really thought about Hollywood, we just wanted to be a working actor. Mm-hmm. And then I got to LA in 89 and, and you know, for those first five or six years I was unemployed and, you know, mm-hmm. doing all kind of clerical work and counseling and stuff. And then, you know, when I went to auditions, I would just go in so prepared. Mm-hmm. So when I mm-hmm. went in and did Rock, was the first show to kind of like introduce me to the public. I went in, it was for a cracked out crack dealer. Right. And I had met Charles Dutton at a beach party, and I knew a friend of his, my buddy Walter Bennett. I said, Man, I'm I'm a friend of Mr. Bennett. He said, All right, man. So two weeks later, I'm auditioning, and he comes down the hall. Everybody else got on t shirts and jeans. I look like a crackhead. Right, I right, had right, on right. Dirty clothes, dirty teeth, hair. <laughs> with dirt in my hair so Charlie said I got in the room and he said you know they really got a real damn crackhead out there <laughs> and uh, so once I booked that I just kept on booking and the rest is history <laughs> you know but I, one thing I want to say to the young people out there is, is preparation meeting opportunity that's all it is a real
1: crackhead I really, out there they say
2: you got a real crackhead out there
1: because <laughs> I would
2: go I did a, a tour of duty with Miguel Nunez and I came in full army dress mm-hmm. and the man said Who, wh- where are you from I said mm-hmm. I'm just I'm from New York. I'm just trying to get a job. Man. Right, right. And then I did my monologue from the hallway. And right. By the time I finished, they said, "You know what? You're gonna be the guy." This, wow. You know. So it's just it's just about training and preparation, and also willing to go there, and willing willing to go there. And and but then you know, I got a note from one casting director that said, "Tell him not to wear the whole army suit next time." So that was a different audition. So mm-hmm. sometimes they don't like you to go all the way go there, but. Mm-hmm. It, it worked in my behalf, and and I'm just blessed to be a well. It's actor. been
1: working because you've been busy, I've been mean, busy, and you've been been consistently busy. Yeah, and I know that. I'm just telling you, you know I've been a casting writer and all yeah. that, so yeah. I know how Hollywood is especially yeah. for African American yeah. men.
2: Yeah, you know, they're, especially for dark, strong black African American men. Yeah, they roll the <laughs>
1: roles. They're they they can they can be far
2: In few between,
1: In few between. Yeah. But the, for you, you've always been able to keep that check rolling. Why
2: is that? I, I think that the, the real blessing is is one the way I was trained in the Stanislavski system. But also I, I um I just I I had a versatility, you right. know, like you know, I could go from playing Dr. King to Pinky to Ray the right. next Friday to uh rush hour. You know, I have different looks, mm-hmm. um, different voices. Right. And and just being prepared. You know, when I went in to do King um, they, Ruben Cannon looked at me and said, Man, how are your pitch getting here? You're always playing bad guys. I said, right. Well, let, let me try King. He said, Well, do you have anything prepared? I said, Yeah. I said, Now nah, it doesn't matter what happens now. We've got some difficult days ahead. He said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, let me get you to the producers. And, and but I stayed up that whole night and watched mm-hmm. Eyes on the Prize. So mm-hmm. part of it is, is preparation, and the other part is being versatile enough to change a look. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So you have got a, a movie. With uh, oh, with Carl this, was just this, on that on, on misguided behavior. We we was in town a couple of months ago talking about this movie. Mm-hmm. What ex- what what got you involved in this project? It's an anti-bully movie, bringing bully awareness to <laughs> the
2: everyday life. There's
1: really all knowers out there. I'm gonna
2: tell you what got me involved. This guy named Levi mm-hmm. who used to beat my butt really bad <laughs> every day, and and I apologize y'all, but he used to tear me up. And every time, I, you know, I just read an article I sent to Sharon the other day about mm-hmm. this little black girl mm. who just killed herself. Yes, yeah, she, showed, she was, showed me that article. That she was being bullied. And, and so when Sharon sent me the script, I said, man, I want to be a part of this. And, and when you see this movie, man, it really makes you feel like you got to protect those young people, black, white, Latino, Asian, straight, gay, transgender, no matter what you are, mm-hmm. from, from, from men or women who are going to bully them. You know, mm-hmm. I got bullied every day. Mm-hmm. I grew mm-hmm. up. In, a, in in a part of DC, uh, right right across from uh, I grew up in Mayfair Mansion, right across from Parkside, May, and and Parkside was one of the roughest projects in DC. Mm-hmm. And I used to get bullied every day, and it, it's nerve wracking. I like I love the fact that you
1: expanded. You know, you talking about transgenders, gay, it, because it does come in so many different lanes, and it affects so many different people so many different ways. Yeah. And we could be, we should we will be selfish if he says it's only affecting. My child, yeah. or, or, or or my race, yeah. or my et-
2: my economic class yeah. structure. Yeah, I think I think we have to look at it across the across the board. I mean, boys bully boys and girls, girls bully other girls. Black, white, Latino, Asian. It's transgender. I mean, you know, we still are not transgender friendly in this country. That's because mm-hmm. people don't do their their homework and understand that sometimes it's a biological thing. It's mm-hmm. not something that just happens. A kid just wakes up and just wants to be a boy who's a girl and Mm -hmm. a girl who's a boy, you got to do your research. I tell Mm -hmm. everybody all the time, stop making blanket statements without doing research. Right. You know? Um, but this movie is really, uh, really touching and it it made me cry because, you know, I watched the father bully the son, Mm -hmm. you know, um, parents gotta be careful, especially African American parents, because we grew up, you know, when I grew up, man, you didn't have a voice, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I remember being tough on my son, my my youngest son, Clifton the third, and 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 my uh, ex wife called me and said, "You need to talk to Steve about how you you know spanking him." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, man, this this cat ain't listening to me. I got to watch my language. I'm sorry, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm from the hood. Every now and then, a little curse word to slip out, and y'all y'all pray for me. Shut up. I'm praying. I'm shut, pray up, shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Um, so anyway, you know, I had to change my parenting style because mm-hmm. it is an offshoot of what they did to us in slavery and we mm-hmm. end up and, and, and somebody brought that to my attention and I'm not going to get that heavy but bullying has to stop. Yes. Schools have to have a zero tolerance. I'm telling you I was terrified. Levi, God rest his soul, I mean, I was terrified of him and all my friends know it was Levi and as soon as I walk out the house he would tear me up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and nobody in that time could protect you. And that's that's absolutely
1: the yeah, truth, yeah. and that's why I, I got involved with the movie yeah, yeah. because of I got bullied mm-hmm. growing up. I think that what happens is you realize that there's so many people out there mm-hmm. been bullied. Mm-hmm. And then this movie will make them more aware mm-hmm. that they've been bullied. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of, uh, of being a part of this project, yeah. you know. So, uh, Cliff, I want to thank you for coming in, man.
2: We ran out of time. Absolutely. Man. All of y'all out there, y'all go see this movie, man. This is really, truly, if you have young people in your family, uh, you know anybody, it is, it is really a horrible thing. And, and it leaves a psychological scar on you. Even I'm looking at you like looking like a tough guy. I look like a tough guy. But there was a kid 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago who used to beat me up every day. I'm going to tell you something. I want to bring you back. You know, because, you know,
1: just
0: call, man. You ain't got to come in the studio so we can talk longer. It's all good. (laughs) Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post, delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers Free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever.